Welcome back. I'm John Eldridge. We have been doing a series on the masculine journey that cover the stages that every man must go through in the story of his life. With me is Craig McConnell, Morgan Snyder, Bart Hansen, helping to unpack and to share our personal stories about what this looks like in a man's journey. We've been discussing the stages of the masculine journey, six stages that God has written into what it means to be a man, six stages he has set in the soul of every man. And it's almost like he has wired this into the way the world works as well. You can't get around this. You must go through beloved son, cowboy, warrior, lover, king, sage, to be a man in full, to be a whole and holy man. Each stage has its own kind of time of emphasis. We talked about the stage of the lover last time, awakening about late teens, early 20s. And, of course, a man is a lover for the rest of his life. But there's something about the 20s and the 30s where a man is really awakening to that and God is shaping that in him. And the stage of the warrior as well. A man will always need to be a warrior, but that really seems to present itself in the late teens also. And uh, the stage of the king is what we want to talk about this time. And the stage of the king, I think, comes in around 40. Um, These aren't hard and fast categories, but you see there's a certain maturity that a man needs to develop into to become a king. And obviously you see this in Moses, you see it in Joseph, you see it in David. You know, you even see this in the life of Jesus, who was a warrior, now become king, right? And the stage of the king is where God entrusts a man with a kingdom. He gives him influence of some kind. It might be a PhD. It might be you're coaching a team. You're a teacher, you know, and you have a classroom or you're the owner of a small business or you are literally a king. You're a senator, a congressman, a mayor, a city councilman. You you actually are in government. But, but the point is, is that you have some realm over which you rule. You have authority. What you say happens, you know, and, and you bring influence there. You bring leadership. Stage of the king is an incredibly beautiful stage. It's also a very difficult stage, as we see in Adam's life. I mean, the whole point of God putting man on earth is to rule, right? Let them rule, subdue, be fruitful, multiply. Here's the entire world, right? I give it to you. So the psalm says, the highest heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he has given to the sons of men. So God gives Adam a kingdom, and then Adam is severely tested and abdicates his rule. Jesus comes, recovers the rule, right? And now God is wanting to give us back that sense of uh, dominion, that sense of kingdom, that sense of, that. that's partly why you're here, son, Obviously, for love, for intimacy, for all the other things we've been describing that we have with God and and one another. But there comes a time in a man's journey where he really is required and invited to rule. Thoughts on the king stage? What does that stir in you? Yeah, I think the first thing that stirs in me is, is the desire to be a good king. I mean, there's tyrants. I mean, there's lots of different kinds of rulers, but... 
what would be a king in the image of God? And am I mm-hmm. that kind of king? Am I mm-hmm. that kind of man? Mm-hmm. So um, no question I have a domain and a kingdom. It's not acquiring that that's the hard mm-hmm. part. It's it's acquiring the, the character and the walk with God to rule well and yes. to be respected and loved by your kingdom and those you rule over. That's the first thought. Yeah. I think that um, as a younger man, I realized that most of the men around me seem to be putting their energy in trying to develop a kingdom, build a kingdom, right? Whether it's money, influence, power. But as you're describing that, it seems that God will entrust the kingdom. The issue is what kind of man are you going to be? What would it look like to put your energy towards becoming that man, letting it be about cultivating your character so that you can be a man entrusted with a kingdom where you can offer love and strength rather than what you see modeled all over of power being entrusted to men and it ends up harming them and those under their influence, whether it's a business leader, a pastor, a leader of a family. That's huge. Yeah, as you say that, Morgan, I yeah. I mean, it just really reminds me of my story. Um, I came to Christ when I was 28 years old, and uh, we started our building and development company just two years later. I had two years of my walk with God, very immature, and thrust into a leadership role in a mm-hmm. building and development company. Right. And I just look back on that. And again, I mean, it seems like all these categories, I'm, I'm saying, man, I started out with a deficit in right. all of this. I'm playing catch-up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, I just think about those 10 years. And John, you said kind of begins at 40, and I, I just backtrack, and I, I began at 30. And there were 10 years there that I can see. I just, I think I let a lot of people down mm-hmm. in, in the company where I should have fought for them, but mm-hmm. I, I didn't know how. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, didn't know how to, you know, offer that strength, mm-hmm. offer my leadership, offer what God really required of me being a king mm. in this kingdom. And, mm. and it's not like all was lost. I mean, God certainly blessed our company with so many things, and and I grew in that and so forth. But I think I was thrust into that position of being a king prematurely. Well, and totally uninitiated. Right, exactly. Right? I yeah. mean, you hadn't been the beloved son. You hadn't right. been, you know, you had the cowboy somewhat. You know, you kind st- of self taught on that. Right, mm-hmm. but fatherless, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and then warrior, lover, in, in order to prepare you to be the king. And that's the key thing, is that remember Dallas Willard, I heard him say in a lecture once that he thinks that the whole story of the Bible is God wanting to entrust men with mm-hmm. power, his power, and men not being able to handle it. And so, we've been talking about masculine initiation. That's what these stages are about. Things that you need the way it gets wounded and, and the way we still need fathering now through these stages because probably the, one of the great questions of civilization, the great question of the earth is when can you entrust a man with mm. power? Mm. And the answer is only after he's been initiated. Mm-hmm. You know, Morgan, to your point, once he's a good man, right, right with wisdom, character. I'm so struck by... Um, the exclamation when Jesus ascends to the throne, you hear in Revelation, worthy, worthy. Everyone's just saying worthy, right, is the king, you know. And why is he worthy? Why is Jesus so worthy? His character, mm-hmm. his 
goodness, right? Mm-hmm. There's no one doubt. Mm-hmm. Someone wins like kind of Nobel Peace Prize and everybody goes, wow, he was really worthy of getting that, mm-hmm. you know? But you look at Jesus and you look at his character and his goodness and there's just this overwhelming sense of, okay, there's a good man. He is worthy mm-hmm. to be king. Mm-hmm. 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 And it's such a good illustration of how the kingdom of God turns the world upside down when it says things like, he who humbles himself will be exalted. Mm-hmm. He who exalts himself will be humbled. That God's heart and his intention is to entrust men with his yes. power. Yes. And if you really believe that he's purposed in that personally, then you can make it mm-hmm. about that restoration. I know for me, you know, most of my fraternity brothers I graduated with from school and most of them are doing great building some kind of kingdom and they have money, they have influence and, and it's tempting, but I sought that long enough, you know, so much of my story from eighth grade becoming president of the student class and seeking out opportunities to be king and realizing it's for selfish motive. Mm. And I've really tried to make a paradigm shift in the last 10 years to make it about taking a lower seat and humbling yourself, believing that God has deeper work to do. I have a picture on my desk downstairs and uh, it's of an excavation site. And it's just such a good reminder of that's the context for a young man. There are these bulldozers just digging out and realizing before a kingdom can be built, so much has to be excavated, removed, so much foundation has to be laid so that at 40, you can be a good man that can be entrusted. And God wants to give you a kingdom. Mm-hmm. The teaching of Jesus. Little children, do not be afraid. Mm-hmm. Your father is delighted to give you Right. The kingdom, right? God wants to entrust a man with a kingdom, and a man wants a kingdom. This is so core to who we are. Some realm of influence, some place where we can exert, you know, our gifting, our wisdom. Of course, man wants to make an impact on the world, right? Right. right. That's not wrong. That's not a bad thing. It's just that you have to have the character. What do you say to young men listening who... um want a kingdom now, and then what do you say to older men who have kingdoms but just go, my gosh, you know, I'm not sure I'm a good king or know how to rule. Yeah, I think of um, for the younger men, Josiah, he was a good man and he was a good king. I think he was described as the best king that Israel ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, he was young when he ascended mm-hmm. to the throne. I think mm-hmm. he was still a teenager. But what Josiah did was he had good counselors. Mm -hmm. So for you younger men, it's not wrong to want to, you know, climb the ladder. It's not wrong to maybe want to own your own company or be a coach or be a teacher, whatever it is you want to do. That's kind of your, your realm. But oh my goodness, make sure you do have Kings and counselors Mm -hmm. and sages over you. You you need that and recognize that you're in the stage of life where God's initiating things in you as warrior and lover, you still need to know your beloved son, cowboy things that maybe didn't get mm-hmm. formed in you. So you're still in initiation in earlier stages, though you may have a kingdom. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be afraid that you have a kingdom. But my goodness, don't exalt yourself mm-hmm. right. and be an isolated king and kind of, you know, strut your feathers and think that you're you know more than you are right now. And the same thing would go for an older man. Don't abandon your kingdom. Because you're suddenly realizing, oh, my gosh, I don't think I can handle this. You know, I I never knew I was the beloved son. And by the way, you see these qualities in an older man. 
he gets a kingdom. And if he doesn't know he was the beloved son, he makes it all about him. Mm. He wants everybody telling him how amazing he is. He can't put up with any dissension. No one can disagree because the guy is totally insecure mm-hmm. inside, right? Or let's say he was never the warrior. Oh, how many pastors are leading their churches into incredible passivity Mm -hmm. because he doesn't know he's a warrior. He doesn't want to be in a fight. He hasn't been raised up Mm -hmm. to face evil Mm -hmm. with strength, courage and kind of an unrelenting, you know, will. Mm -hmm. And so he's passive and he leads everyone under him into a Mm -hmm. passivity. The point is, for older men, we still need God to father us. And there may be things that God needs to go back and do way back in the beloved son stage that you just never got or warrior training, lover, you know, the different stages. You need God to father you. Don't abandon your post. If he's given you a kingdom, rejoice. Thank God for it. But in humility, you say, Father, I am an unfinished Mm -hmm. man. That presents a great danger to Mm -hmm. it. And there's vulnerability here. Mm -hmm. There's weaknesses in the trunk of this tree. Father me. Strengthen me. Build this into me. Were you about to jump in? Yeah, I was just going to say, for me, um, the kingdom that God has given me has changed in the last few years Mm -hmm. um, because he's given me a kingdom before of business, real estate, kind of all that that world involves. And now he's given me a kingdom of relationships. And um, it's allowed me to go back and to try to do this right, offer it in strength, mm. fight for relationships, and to do this that in a way that I didn't do it the first time. But I think God sometimes will change our kingdoms as we kind of go through the masculine journey, just based on where he's taking us in our journey. But I'm just thankful that I, I do have an opportunity to try to do some of these things again with another thing that God has entrusted me with. Mm-hmm. And with a, a character that's been forged right. over the last right. 30 years of walking with God, mm-hmm. right? That's mm-hmm. uh, 40 years of walking with God that has made you the man you are now, right. where God can entrust things to us. And I think he wants to entrust greater mm-hmm. influence to us. It may not look like money, it may not look like real estate or power, mm-hmm. but influence right. that your life is impacting others. Yeah. That's, that's a, huge. That's a good thing. Yeah. And it's a good thing to desire. Yeah. Craig, you had mentioned that question of what do you do? What does that look like? And I've been pondering that and for me I'm just thinking that there were times like I was entrusted with a teaching position as a younger man and my motive was right. I had passion But in hindsight, I realized I lacked so much humility and I lacked cunning Mm. and the wisdom that the position actually required. So from the great quote from Zora, I fought bravely and died quickly. (laughs) And so now in, I guess, eight years later, I'm entrusted with similar um, realms of influence. But my posture is so different because I really look at it as I'm a young, unfinished man. And so while the influence might be the same or even larger, I know that it's such a different shift in my motives. And God seems to really honor that. Yeah. I'm struck with how much we need kings. And probably unbeknownst to kings is how people are looking to them and Mm -hmm. at them to rise up Mm -hmm. and to lead. I mean, it's... 
it's a time for kings yes. now. Yes. yes, we need good kings. The earth is crying mm-hmm. out for it. The church, mm-hmm. the business world, mm-hmm. science, the arts, mm-hmm. you know, we education. We need good kings. The hope of the Christian faith is that God presents himself as father. And the truth is every man is an unfinished man. We just are. There are things that still need to be forged in us or healed in us. Lessons that were not learned, you know, back in an earlier stage that still need to be learned. You don't get to skip over these stages, right? You have to go through them. And God comes to us as Father in whatever age we are at. Mm -hmm. The offer and the question is, will you let me father you? Will you reorient your view of life to one in which you are a man in need of initiation Mm -hmm. and I am your father? I will father you and let me take you through these stages. We lay the stages out to just provide some clarity to it. But the invitation is one to relationship, Mm -hmm. not merely understanding You know, okay, now I I got some bearing on my life. I think I'm in the warrior stage or I think I'm in the king or, you know, I'm still a young man. I feel like I'm just leaving the cowboy stage. But the invitation for us all is, will you let me father you? God's saying, come to me, son. I will be a father to you and you will be my son. Mm -hmm. This is the incredible beauty of the Christian faith. And it is a shift the paradigm shift, worldview shift to coming to realize, oh, that's what's going on? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, I'm an unfinished man and I need fathering. That changes the way I look at, I think, just about everything. So mm. um, let's pray. Mm. Father, we, we say yes. Yes. Father us. Mm-hmm. Father, those places in us that did not receive the fathering we needed back in earlier stages. We want to be good kings. We want to walk with you as a good king. And so, Father, come, embrace us as your sons and lead us. Show us with clarity the things that we still need that you're trying to bring to us from earlier stages. And then show us where we are now in the journey and and what you're doing to shape us as your sons and to entrust us with a kingdom. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I hope that you have enjoyed the conversation. I hope you've been stirred by it, encouraged by it, both men and women. This is the series of podcasts on the stages of the masculine journey from boyhood, cowboy, warrior, lover, king, and sage. If you would like to hear this live, we are hitting the road this spring. It's called Fathered by God, an evening for men and the women who love them. It'll be a 15-city tour. For information on the tour and how to get tickets, come to fatheredbygod.com or ransomedheart.com.